your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Thursday of Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solem. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line if you want to get in here. I thought I was going to have a Gunderson medical professional on here to talk about the virus, but that's going to happen Tuesday now. And it's going to be Megan Miller, I believe, unless something happens between now and then. 608-785-7914. A couple of things I wanted to talk about. And if you want to talk about something else, I'm I'm good. Let me know. Uh, mask mandate in Minnesota. How that might be, you know, a, a good thing for, for businesses in terms of uh, enforcing that. And uh, WIAA has also come out with some dates to start sports. I, I don't want to get into this a whole lot because tomorrow... We're going to talk sports tomorrow. Brewers open tomorrow. WIA's got these these rules, not rules, but these dates that have come out for fall sports. But we can. But if you have an opinion on that stuff, I'm I'm all for it. Bring bring them to me. Um, but I'm going to have Andrew Jagum from Mayo Health System in Lacrosse kind of give us a, a little bit of an update on where we are with sports. He's a sports science doctor over there, and he is very knowledgeable in all that stuff. This is what happened yesterday on WKTY and will happen tomorrow, too. We can get into this, but I wanted to play this because this is what happened last night, and uh, it was probably a refreshing sound for anyone who does love sports. There are two down and Christian Yelich. Um <laughs> And the pitch, that one is hit in the air to left. Warning track. Get up. Get out of here and gone for Yelich. There it is. Nobody else is standing. We are. <laughs> All right. Let it go, Yelly. Yelly, baby. All right, Yelly. So the Brewers played a, what they call a summer camp game, which is kind of a funny thing to say. Uh, at the White, at the White Sox last night, they're at the Cubs tomorrow to o- officially open the season. But yesterday was a summer camp game. But Euchre's down. Euchre wasn't even down there. Euchre is, I believe, I don't even know where he broadcasts from. I believe he broadcasts from the Miller Park, maybe uh, from the stadium because all the equipment's there, right? Maybe he was in his living room. That would be kind of funny. He's got popcorn. And he's just he's just in his living room, but. Uh, you you kind of heard him allude to, hey, no, nobody, because there's nobody in the stands. So just kind of, it was kind of funny to to hear and 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 refreshing, right? To hear not a not a lot of energy behind that home run call for Yelich, but you know he's saving that for tomorrow. But it was cool to see Yelich hit a home run in a summer camp game. Nobody in the crowd, so you always always making a joke, right? And if you hear the you hear early on there, I'll play it again. I'll play the beginning again. If you hear early on. You know, this is this is Euchre. This is why we love listening to Bob Euchre on WKTY because the, it's in terms of baseball, not not a ton happening all the time. So you need a little bit of comic relief. And I just I wasn't listening, so I kind of wonder what they were talking about right before this swing because you could tell they're not talking about anything in particular. There are two down and Christian Yelich. Um, <laughs> And the pitch, that one is hit. So you can kind of hear him yelling, laughing a little bit there. And what, what was that conversation about? Yeah, it's always funny. I used to do, uh, you always, I have some promos saved of, of Bob Euchre just kind of rambling in the middle of a game. They're, they're, they're really funny to listen to. He's just, 
kind of talking about something, and he'll throw in a oh, strike on the outside corner. And anyway, I was talking about cows and milking cows, and I was at this farm festival where they had everyone milk cows, and like literally that that's one of the, the promos I had for Brewers baseball at one point because uh, you never know what Bob Uecker is going to talk about. And uh, we're going to go to the phones here before – Oh, I, I do have a quick story to tell, too, before we go to break. But uh, Eric from Sparta is on. Eric, go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, being a big Bob Uecker fan, I think the president should give him the Presidential Medal of Freedom, which he did look like Rush Limbaugh. And one more thing I was asked the other day. It says, how much money does it cost to have a private test done for COVID in your, I say, uh, mail? Yeah, I, I don't. I, good question, Eric. I don't, I don't know. I asked, actually. I ask those questions, I email them to people, and I get, and the the email contains some other information I'm asking for, or some requests, such as getting people on the air, and I throw that question in, hey, by the way, we can get a free test at the National Guard Testing Site, how much does it cost to get a test there? And I just, it's not addressed, the reply is not addressed, so whether that's by you know, accident or by, uh, according to plan. And there might not be an answer, to be honest. There might just not be an answer, right? Because everybody has their own health insurance. We don't have this sweeping nationwide coverage where everybody has the same plan, where nobody would have to worry about their health insurance if we had one one plan for everybody, Right. <laughs> Like then we wouldn't have to worry about like man I I the National Guard test the the free National Guard testing site in La Crosse County the last time they had one ran out of tests and I'm in line and now I'm not going to get a test but I have symptoms and I probably should go get tested they're telling me now to go to my healthcare provider but I don't have insurance or you know my insurance is a ten thousand dollar deductible. So I don't really feel like going to a healthcare provider and paying X amount of money for a test. I have no idea. I mean, you can read stories where somebody paid $3,000 for a test. You can read stories, you know, where somebody's, you know, in the hole for $30,000 for being hospitalized from the virus. But I mean, you can read those stories for anything, right? Um, So if we want to get into a healthcare debate about why we don't, we should just have uh, a sweeping national healthcare plan, somebody could run it. And uh, make it, you know, not for profit as opposed to health insurance industries trying to uh, pad the CEO pockets by denying you coverage for certain things. And uh, we'll see if we can, you know, grant you this. We'll see. We got to we got to talk and see if you're eligible for uh, insurance for this treatment or this surgery. We don't we're not really sure if you need an MRI. We're not really sure if we should be paying for an MRI. Maybe that has to come out of your pocket because it seems unnecessary because you probably don't need this elbow surgery, even though your elbow hurts all the time. Oh, wait, that was my personal experience. Um, All right, I didn't get to my story. I'll get to it after the break. Uh, My kitten update. I got a kitten update. Uh, Brad doing the news. We'll be back after this. I'll whiz him. All right, welcome back to the Cross Talk PM. If you want to get in here, 608 785 7914, the talk and text line. You want to call me, you can. You want to text, you can do that as well. I understand that I haven't brought up a statue yet, so nobody wants to talk <laughs> unless it's about a statue. I want to, br- I, I did bring up my kitten story yesterday, and I kind of made a joke that, um, so I live in Houston County. 
and there are stray kittens in a window still in a windowsill at an abandoned house in my area. And uh, I called the La Crescent Animal Rescue and said, "Hey, there's kittens here. I don't. Know, Mom is around, but she's going to be a feral cat. I can't catch her. But these kittens are going to get out of this windowsill pretty soon and wreak havoc on all the nature." Because if you, if you ever read about Australia, they have a terrible feral cat problem. And I think they just, they have a plane fly over, and this is awful, but they have a plane fly over and just drop poison, <laughs> poison, like whatever, I don't know. Cats eat it and essentially die. I remember reading that and I was just like, oh, that's awful. But what do you, how do you keep other things from eating that stuff? I don't know how they do it, but um, yeah, feral cats just out and about wreaking havoc isn't great. So I want somebody to come get these cats. And... The Crescent Animal Rescue, I think they emailed me back and said, we're, we only deal with the Crescent, sorry. So I called Cooley Region Humane Society, and they were ready to come out. They took my address. They called the person. I'm like, wow, they're, they're going to come out. That's awesome because I don't want to worry about this anymore. And then the person that was going to come out called me and go, where are you? And I'm like, Minnesota. And they're like, oh, we don't come, come out to Minnesota. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, I knew that. I, just, I was like, oh, maybe you change your policy. And then they couldn't figure out where, what I should do. Uh, La Crescent actually told me to call the police. So I called Houston police, left them a message. That was two days ago. They haven't called me back because they're the police. They have better things to do, right? This is uh, one of those cases where, <laughs> like, if you want to argue about defunding the police, like, we could defund the police a little bit in Houston County and use those funds uh, for some kind of animal humane society to, uh, to, to deal with these problems. Because it's not like the, anyone else has these problems in the entire county. So... That was the Houston Police Department uh, two days ago. I called and left a message. Today, I, I got a hold of... I couldn't get the Sheriff's Department. I couldn't find their phone number, so I called the County Public Health Department, and they didn't know what to do. So I'm like, can you just give me the Sheriff's Department number so I can talk to them? And I called them, and they didn't answer. Oh, no, I, they did answer after a while. Uh, I called their dispatch, and she had no idea what to do. She's like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. We don't have a in society. Uh, you could take care of them yourself, she said. <laughs> and I was like, she was, you know, she wasn't talking about me uh, bottle feeding kittens until they're good and, and healthy and able to be adopted. She was talking about the other kind of take care of them, kind of the infamous way of taking care of something if you're in the mob. But uh, I was like, well, nope, I don't want to do that. I kind of want somebody to come get them and rescue them. <laughs> So uh, at this point, uh, and then somebody of somebody gave me the advice of just saying, uh, find a friend in lacrosse that found kittens, and take them there. Just just find a friend and say they found them in in lacrosse. So that's that's where we're at. That's where we're at. My kitten update. They're still in the windowsill. They haven't gotten out. I checked on them today. They're little bitty baby kittens, and they're going to need like mom's care for a while. But man, they're they're getting there. They're getting there. They're going to get out of this windowsill. Uh, I think Dan's call. Dan, you call. Is this Dan? Yeah. All right. Dan's on the phone. Go ahead, Dan. Rick, you got a simple solution in Minnesota. It's legal to uh, euthanize feral cats. They're not feral. They're kittens. They're little kittens, Dan. <laughs> they'll be they'll be feral soon. But I'm not I'm not killing kittens. What are you talking about? Uh, I'm just saying it's. it's it's the law in Minnesota. You can't do that in Wisconsin. You're civilized. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is that all you had, or do you have anything else? <laughs> well, on a serious note, what's up with the uh, tests that they gave for COVID last week at uh, Logan? Uh, I know a guy who was tested, and he still doesn't have a result. It's been, what is that, 
over 10 days or a, a week. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and how, how do they do this tracking if they can't get results in a week? Yeah, I would say, I, I think if you look at like what the state is doing right now, um, I'll pull the numbers up. Uh, the state did, people tested positive today, 1,052. And, uh, I mean locally. Why aren't they giving these people the results? But they're not local. This is the National Guard testing site. So these aren't local people. So the, but the people that took the tests are local. Oh Why yeah. Why aren't they being notified? Because they're of what they're, the result was. Because they're backed up. Every there's how many people are getting tested? They don't have enough workers to uh, process these tests, essentially, or maybe enough equipment. I couldn't tell you exactly, but that that's my guess is you know when we're doing let's see Wisconsin people tested positive forty five thousand eight hundred ninety nine. They have you they, know that that's great, but I mean how does that when you have a person to go get a test? And they say, well, stay at home and quarantine until you get the results. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, I hear you, man. Get real. Um, That's going to discourage people from taking tests. Dan, in the last day, uh, there's been over 15,000 tests. Or no, I'm sorry. In the last day, there's been 15,000 negative or, and I'll just do it like this, 14,212 negative tests in the last day. 14,000. And one thousand people tested positive, so that's how that's where we're at there. So, uh, the, All right. the, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I just I feel like there are just too many tests. Like right, we're getting it's kind of like unemployment, right? Kind of the same deal uh, when a million people file for unemployment and you have like seven workers and you're using computers from the '80s or whatever they're using. Obviously, all their equipment is outdated and they can't handle however many thousand what 300,000 people or whatever it was to uh to process when when you know at at one point in time in a week span hundreds of thousands of people are filing for unemployment and they're not ready for that so yeah it's uh I, I think we're finding problems with this everywhere and you know when people are unemployed maybe we could I don't know like could we I I said this I've made this joke before we could flip the people that are unemployed to work in the unemployment office, start having them take phone calls and getting information and processing claims, right? Can we do that for tests? How hard would it be to uh, to have people tested or, or uh, processing tests? I know the county health, so La Crosse County Health Department has talked about this numerous times and what they call contact tracing. They, you know, once they get a positive test, they call that person. There's a little survey that person could take and kind of say, hey, where have I Where have I been? Who have I talked to? Who have I been in close contact with? Uh, and just like over whatever period of time to kind of figure out where they, A, probably got the virus and B, have spread the virus possibly. And at one point, La Crosse County had so many cases that they couldn't keep up with the amount of people needed to be contact traced. It's kind of a weird phrase, but. So they were sending some of those cases from the county to the state, and the state was conducting those surveys. But La Crosse County doesn't like doing that because they feel like their their ability to do that's a little bit maybe more personal. Maybe they have a little better knowledge of the area. So if they're having a conversation with somebody about contact tracing, uh, somebody from the state's not going to go, "Oh, buzzard Billy's, you were what? What were you? What's buzzard? Uh, you were th- what? You know?" So they they and they have gotten those back, but we're still. We're still a lot of uh, a lot of people to process, so that's 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 my guess is we don't have enough workers to 
to process all these tests. And uh, tomorrow, another free National Guard testing site. Omni Center, I think 10 to 4. A weird, kind of a weird time. 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. So, you know, anyone that's not working can go. And that might be a lot of you, unfortunately. Uh, but I, I guess I guess if you think you have symptoms anyway, you wouldn't be at work now that I think about it. So 10 to 4 isn't all that bad. Uh, last time they had a testing site, they ran out of tests real late, right, maybe in the last hour. I remember being on the show. I was going to say, hey, you got one more hour. I think they went to 6 last time. You have another hour to get. The, and then I looked at their website, and they said they were closed. So um, tomorrow, if you're thinking about getting, getting tested, free test, right, Omni Center 10 to 4, Go to the Lacrosse County Health Department page, and they will share kind of like how long it's going to take for you to get through the drive-through line. Um, some, you know, sometimes it was forty-five minutes, sometimes it was no time. Um, and you can consider yourself lucky unless that time gets to like six or seven hours, because that's what some people are waiting in around the nation at some of these real, you know, Florida and whatnot, these hot spots, and and they're waiting a long time to get their results too, as I believe so. Um, all right, we're gonna we're gonna break. We got Brad doing the news, but before that, Scott's comment. We'll be back after this, right here on Wisdom. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM 608-785-7914. Talking text line. Dan called in with some terrible advice for me to euthanize the kittens. He was joking in a way, kind of. He was kind of joking, not really. Uh, I will not be doing that. Brewers start up tomorrow. I'm excited for that. We can talk a little bit about that tomorrow. Uh, Andrew Jagum from Mayo Health System is going to be on. Sports science doctor. Sports science something research. He's got a big title. He's won, He won an award, too. We'll, we'll, we'll make fun of him for that because uh, people, people are usually humble about that stuff, and when you bring it up, they don't want to talk about it. In my time, when in, in, in being a sports journalist, uh, the the worst the worst thing to do, not the worst thing. You you, you kind of had to do it, but you knew it was going to be kind of an awkward conversation. If somebody wins like MVP or you know Miss Minnesota or Mister Wisconsin basketball, something like that, it, you know, it was always like, hey, how do you feel about winning? You know, and be like, ah, it feels great. And you know, usually they defer to their team, uh, and 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 just kind of. Kind of, kind of give it, give, give credit to the to the team for for their success. Aaron Engel, the new Lacrosse School District Superintendent, we didn't get the sports yes yesterday. Did we talk to him yesterday or the day before? No, it's all. No, I think it was two days ago. It was Tuesday. Um, there's a story on WisdomNews.com about school resource officers and what the school district is going to do. And we talked to Engel about that. The Lacrosse Police had some information they posted about that. And uh, it's all on wisdomnews.com. If you look for the little school slash police logo that I created so savagely. Uh, but Aaron Engel kind of in, in, in terms of, you know, passing off the credit, he did that because I, cause I, I kind of made a joke. I'm like, hey, you're, you're three weeks into the job. All you have to do, deal with is this pandemic and how to reopen schools. On top of that, the lacrosse school board brought up right before you took over the job on def- uh, uh, getting rid of school resource officers, or as one texter likes, likes, would like for me to say is police in schools. And uh, he always, every time I say school resource officers, I, I'll get a text and Rick, just call it police in schools. That's what it is. Um, which is, is true. 
But the program is called the SRO program and the School Resource Officer program. But Aaron Engel, three weeks into the job, this is what he had to say about that. It is a lot. At the same time, the experiences I've had have led me to this position for good reason. And I'm thankful to have a really good team here in La Crosse and just an incredibly supportive community. So it makes the transition easy despite all the things that are going on. So there he is. He's giving credit not only to his team, but also to the community. Way to, way to go there. Perfect. That's a perfect answer for something like that. Uh, we've heard the president give answers less than perfect when, when, when asked questions that are pretty, you know, pretty easy to answer. You know, the, how, what can you say to the nation that's struggling right now with a rise in cases and kind of the, the bad news surrounding COVID-19 and, and what kind of hope can you offer them? What kind of like words of advice or, you know, the question was worded and it's like, can you kind of give some, some positive outlook on this? And, and his response was like, that's a terrible question. It was kind of a funny, like, what, really? That was like the easiest question to ever. Like, Hey, I know we're struggling right now as a nation, but we can get through this. I mean, I can give all, we give it 110% and give all the sports cliches you want, but that instead we just, we ripped on like, that's a terrible question. Um, all right. So Dan also brought up the, the idea that the national card testing site hasn't released all the, he had, he had a friend, he said 10 days. It's been about 10 days since, uh, he, his friend got tested at that national guard testing site. There is one tomorrow, but on top of that, Minnesota has, has issued a mask mandate and it doesn't. Uh, Governor Tony Evers in Wisconsin ha- hasn't done that yet. I don't know if he will because it'll just be a court battle, right? I feel like sometimes these guys are all in cahoots together. Hey, Republicans, Evers just whispered, hey, Republicans, I'm going to issue a mask mandate next week. And then uh, you guys take it to court and we'll get our lawyers, you know, we'll pad our lawyers' pockets. We'll use taxpayer money on both sides to uh, fight this in court, it would be a, it would be an interesting stat to see how much uh, how many lo- how much in lawyer fees the state has paid to uh, both sides, both parties, and fighting each other. Not just what like one party's fighting an entity that's not, you know, Republicans are fighting something that's not a Democratic policy, or Democrats are fighting something that's not a Republican policy. But when they fight each other in court, it'd be it'd be an interesting stat to see how much in taxpayer dollars uh, you guys have paid. Because we don't do that in Minnesota, we only—I don't—I don't know how many lawsuits. Obviously, it happens. I'm just kidding, but it's—it seems more. Oh, we're paying more attention to it over here because there's a little bit more infighting. Minnesota is the only state in the nation to have a split legislature, so the House, the Senate is you know one side, and and essentially the House is the other, the Assembly, I guess. Um, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. So Evers, yeah, he's he's urging everyone to wear masks while the cases remain high. I think we had, you know, over a thousand cases for the second time in the past three days. Um, Governor Tim Walls issued a mask order. And the idea of having a mask order here is, is interesting because I know it's, it's inconvenient. And now that now you have to think when you go to Minnesota, if you go any stores in Minnesota, you have to think about having a mask. So we have a mask order and it starts Saturday, I believe. I think. Yeah. Takes takes effect Saturday, so a couple days from now, you have a couple days to think about like, okay, if I have to go anywhere, I need a mask, and that's the that's kind of the problem is we don't, you know, when we started this, there wasn't 
there was talk of not having masks, but then um, we we got to the point where okay, now everyone should have a mask, and a lot most I think over half the states have issued mask orders. Although the story says twenty one, and yesterday the AP said thirty, so maybe maybe there's some different metrics there. So at least twenty one states have mask orders where everyone needs to wear a mask in essentially public buildings. But the idea here is, well, not everyone can get a mask. So I think, well, Eric from Sparta is calling. And Eric, Eric from Sparta, at one point in time, you, you said you had trouble getting a mask, right? And then you had a friend give you a mask? No, I uh, bought, in March, I bought two in uh, Walmart. And after that, I couldn't get them anymore. So I, then I bought three of these clean pier masks over the TV, 30 bucks for 10 of them. Now you can buy them for a buck a piece. Sixty cents a piece at Walmart. Yeah, I thought anyway. you said I thought you said you had a friend make you a mask or something like that. Oh, I did. Somebody, a lady was saying some hemming for me and some big overs I had, and uh, and she made me some. In fact, I'm thinking about calling her tonight. By the way, but uh, she did a good job in those too because they're cloth masks and not these cheap Chinese crap that they <laughs> that Walmart sells. But uh, anybody sells for that matter. But anyway, I was in call about uh, twenty years. I do not like Tony Evers. I despise the guy because of his positions on guns. But I must say this. If he made a mask mandate, I would uh, support him for that 100%. And the Republicans would be wrong on that. This stuff has got to stop. You must wear a mask. And that's all I wanted to say. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks for the call, Eric. Uh, yep. I kind of knew where that was going. Uh Eric's been adamant about masks before I was adamant about masks. Kind of funny. Um, he's in a little diff- bit of a different demographic, I think, than than I am. Obviously, uh, where where sometimes I don't know if I want to wear. Like at this point, I'm like sometimes. Oh, I gotta wear a mask. It's kind of annoying. Uh, how many times have you gotten out of your car? If you're one of those that does wear a mask, gotten to the front of a store, and then went crap, and then walked all the way back to your car to get a mask. I will admit every once in a while, because if I go and I, I'm only going to be in here for two seconds, so I'm just going to pull my shirt over my face real quick and grab what I need. If it's like a, a gas station, right? But then you feel like a jerk. Uh, yeah, you should. Any, and you should. You should feel like a jerk if you're in a store without a mask. So anyway, I was getting the, the idea of having a mask mandate kind of put takes a lot of pressure off businesses. Uh, I think when Menards issued their mask mandate for a while early, I don't think I haven't been in there in a while, so they might have a just a store worker up front. I think they're cleaning carts, but they're 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 you know they're cleaning carts, but they're just actually looking to make sure people have masks on. Uh, but at the beginning of that, when Menards first started to do that, they had an armed security guard out there. I have a picture of him. I think one of our stories has the picture of that guy, but an armed security guard to to uh, enforce masks, which is. A little bit crazy. And Menards can kind of afford to do that, right? Like, obviously, Menards is, you know, million-dollar, billion-dollar business, whatever it is. It's a big business. They can afford to do that. But what happens when, you know, a coffee shop in downtown, when there's a mask mandate, and uh, they need to, they've decided, not, not when there's a mask mandate. Like, right now, in Wisconsin, there's not. But let's say a coffee shop is like, you know what? If you're just going to come in and out and get coffee, we want you to wear a mask in and could you do that? But then somebody, you put on a sign on there, your mask required. Coffee shop's a terrible example. Uh, a, a, a gift shop, let's say that, because now you're not eating or drinking. So a gift shop in downtown La Crosse, no mask mandate. And they want you to wear a mask in their store. They put a, 
put a little sign up. Please wear a mask. You know, we're we we own this store, but we're in that demographic of older generation that you know if they get the virus, it's going to be more harmful to us than than younger people. So please wear a mask. So you're either going to go in there with a with a mask on. You're either not going to go into their small business because you don't have a mask, or you refuse to wear a mask because you roll your eyes at the idea of wearing a mask, or you're going to go in there without a mask on and you know just be pissed about it and maybe yell at the people working. Well, how could you? Cause this has happened. Like, right. We've seen all these videos. A lot of times it's more at places like Costco or something where, where you'll see somebody walk in and then the Costco worker has to deal with a person with a mask, which is why these big businesses get to hire or have to, or are able to hire security guards or armed security guards to enforce this. Uh, but you know, your mom and pop shop in downtown lacrosse isn't, going to hire an armed security guard. Maybe mom or pop has a concealed carry. I don't know, but like that's kind of threatening too. So <laughs> the idea that these stores are, you know, like they want you to wear a mask when you go in there, but they're they're not going to be able to enforce that. So when you have a sweeping order across the state for a mask mandate, at least you can just be like, all right, everybody has to wear a mask in all the buildings and all the stores and all the shops, and I don't have to worry about it. And that way, if somebody comes into my shop and is is disgruntled about wearing a mask, maybe you feel better about calling the police or at least being like, hey, the state issued this. It's not me. You can put you can put the blame on Governor Tim Walls or if Wisconsin does it, at least you can just like talk to Governor Evers about it. He's the one mandating mask. Even if you agree with the policy, you could just pass the blame on onto our governmental leaders for the tyranny of, of wearing a mask. Uh, if you go to some uh, Republican congressman's pages in southeast Minnesota, you can see, uh, you, I think <laughs> the comments are great in some of these posts um, and and some of these uh, politicians who are, are so adamant about the idea of making masks a policy that's Republican or Democrat. And uh, they... You know, they they jump on every opportunity to to put the other side down when it comes to to uh, a mask order. It's it's sad and comical at the same time. And it's just like, come on, man. Like, are we really we're going to really cry about wearing a mask? This is kind of for the betterment of of people like that own these businesses that work in these businesses all day. Hey, you're making 10 bucks an hour and you're you're working at a at a, a gift shop or a gas station or something and. And uh, they're open, so you have to work, and that's great. But you're making ten bucks an hour, and people come in without wearing a mask. <laughs> it's just like thanks a lot, thanks for that, because you know my health insurance is real good, real good in case I get the virus and have to be hospitalized. Just think about those people if they have to be hospitalized, or if you have to be hospitalized, because it happens. And how much is that going to cost somebody? All right, we're going to take another quick break. We'll be back after this. I'm wisdom. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. The I don't have a name for this, but uh Texter says, you must love to hear yourself talk about the same thing over and over and over. Not sure if people are calling your show to fill air or, or, or if you're just talking to fill airtime or what. Um, yeah, I'll take your call if you want to call in. If you want to call in and be mad because I'm not talking about the thing that you want to talk about, you can you can do that. What did you want to talk about, disgruntled texter? I take all the calls. So far, it's been Eric. There's been a bunch of texts. Mark my, Mark texted in. 
And uh, he said, in, in regards to the Omni Center testing site tomorrow, I think 10 to 4 a.m., 10 to 4 a.m., 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., uh, he said the best thing you could do is fill out paper li- paperwork online before you go to the Omni Center and wait in your car. There will be a QR code, and they show the testers either side of the device. You can print it off, or you can go to the Omni. It should take one to two minutes be- per person. All the tests are sent to a lab in Madison. So I believe if I go to Lacrosse County site, um, they actually they added a high risk place on their Facebook page. Um, there's the cases, 18 confirmed cases. I know at some point here. I think it's in in one of these on their site somewhere. There is the 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 link to where you can go for this testing site. Oh, it's the events. Go to the events page, and I'm I'm sure they they threw it in there. Go to Lacrosse County Health Department Facebook page. Go to events, drive through testing sites right on the top, and I believe there there should be a link. Yeah, at the bottom, um, there's a link there in the information that you can get. You can get some info or you can, you can kind of, before you go to the drive through testing site, you can kind of fill out some paperwork that'll make it go faster. It'll make it go faster. I think that's what, that's what uh, Mark is trying to, is telling me. I don't have the link. So, uh, and it's hard to do over text, but yeah, thanks Mark for that. Uh, Ryan texted in, I don't understand with the mask mandate. And if disgruntled texter wonders why I'm talking about masks now, it's because the state of Minnesota sweeping Sweeping mandate, executive order, Tim Walls, tyrant, governor, Democrat, rah, uh, he issued a, a mask mandate for the entire state, and it begins Saturday. So, you know, I feel like Minnesota's right over the river. So, like, and I live there. And uh, so anytime you're in Minnesota beginning Saturday, you got to have a mask. And if you think about it, if you don't have a mask, what are you going to do if you have to go into a store or something? you got to get gas, or you got to pay for gas. you got gas at the pump, and you got to go inside and pay. You don't have a mask. Uh Pull your shirt over your head, I guess. I think it'll work if you could just real quick, like, here's my money. Here's my credit card. Sorry, I don't have a mask. Um, but the idea of having a mask mandate and then um, not being able to get everyone a mask. Um, there are there are countries that have these, like, vending machines for masks where you just swipe your 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 government-issued ID. And this is they probably only work this way, you know, because then the government knows that that ID has taken two masks maybe like and it pops out two masks for you and maybe you can use it like once a week to get two new masks um but ryan said i understand why now why is it that now we have to wear a mat we have a mask mandate instead of at the beginning and i think there's two reasons for that ryan i think at the beginning if you remember the case count in wisconsin was pretty low to start minnesota was a little different and the, the 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 numbers always fluctuate but at the beginning we didn't know anything about this virus brand new we didn't know how it was going to affect anyone. We didn't know how we kind of knew it was very contagious. So we were trying to, we did the stay at home order. We did, we failed at it, but we did that to, to, to help healthcare workers keep people out of the hospital and also like allow healthcare workers to have, what is it? PPE, PPE supplies, right. To keep them. So, so when, when we all went and got all the toilet paper, right at the beginning, Remember that? Remember that's what that's what everyone was doing. <laughs> kind of forgot about that. Uh, oh, we're gonna have a stay-at-home order. We need to go get all the toilet paper. What happens if we run out of toilet paper and we have to stay at home? Don't know how long we're gonna stay at home. Don't know how much toilet paper we're gonna actually need. But on the flip side, uh, uh, there were other people buying all the N95 masks, right? Because it was kind of unknown, like what, what exactly 
is is this virus going to do to the country? Is just everybody's going to die? I mean, at the beginning, we really had no idea. And New York was getting pummeled. And we thought, is this coming here? I don't know. But we, so, so other people bought all the, all the masks. So we didn't have a mask mandate at that time because otherwise healthcare workers would be just out of all those masks. And they were for a while. And I think they still are. We still don't have like this sweeping, you know, nationwide ability to, to get everyone the supplies or everyone the tests they need. So at this point too, like even at these national guard testing sites and whatnot, we're, we're not getting everyone tested. Um, and we're not getting the tests, as Dan alluded to earlier in the show. We're not getting everyone uh, their test results in time. So, right, it's it's a good point that he made. Like, if his friend's waiting ten days to get test to get his test results, then um, that's a long time to be sitting and flipping quarantine, right? Uh, Joe's calling in. Go ahead, Joe. I don't understand how they think wearing a mask is going to solve global warming. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's funny, funny joke. Um, Ryan said we have one death in La Crosse County. Happened last Friday. Uh, the max that there's ever been in the ICU at one time is five, and we're testing ten times as much as we were at the beginning. So, okay. I don't. What are you trying to say, Ryan? Uh, Nathan said I'm going to wear a mask like Batman and Robin, one that goes over my eyes. <laughs> Hey, that'll work. I mean, if you have a Halloween mask, will it work? It doesn't really work like that. I'm trying to think of what Batman's masks look like. Because I feel like their mouth is open and their nose is open. That's not going to work at all. Nathan, what are you thinking? Uh, 608-785-7914. Any other creative ways to wear a mask? Um, all right, so one more time. There's a drive through testing site at the Omni Center tomorrow. Um, go on the La Crosse County website and figure out where... You can if you got to go and get tested. If you're having a symptom, you need to have a symptom, and you need to be over five years old. And if you're under five years old, I don't know why you're listening to the radio. And uh, go fill out the the online like survey or whatever it is to to help breeze through the the testing site. There's also a testing site in. And if you don't have a symptom, but you kind of want to get tested, you can drive to Viroqua on Monday and go to the uh, fairgrounds. I believe it's the fairgrounds. You can go there and, and get tested. You don't need a symptom down there. So if you just want to get tested, if you want to be tortured a little bit, but kind of just, uh, I just want to know, want to experience getting tested even, or just want to know, because a lot of these people are asymptomatic, and that's the idea of having the Viroqua. The, I think the La Crosse County site isn't, you need a symptom because they they know they're going to run out of tests, a little bit bigger population than, Ver, than Vernon County, I suppose. So... Yeah, but that testing site is now Monday. They moved that testing site, so just to let everyone know. Uh, thanks a lot, everyone, for texting. Tomorrow, Dr. Andrew Jagum from Mayo Health Clinic is going to be on with me. We can talk about the WIA's decision to put out dates for spring, no, for fall sports and spring sports. Um, that's that's coming up. We'll talk about that a little bit and the idea of having, uh, we can't even get kids in school, but the WIA's decided, hey, we're going to have sports, so figure it out, <laughs> like, while you're trying to figure out school and keeping kids safe and, and having kids in school, uh, here's the dates for spring, uh, first fall sports starting. Okay. Thanks, WIA. That's, you know, like, we'll, we'll figure it out, I guess. All right. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks a lot for listening, guys. Bye.